If you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey Huber Zizzy, yeah, we're cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is, the Mickey Zizzy podcast. What's going on? We are back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Mickey Zizzy podcast brought to you by Pinnacle Supplementation. Make sure you go and check out PinnacleSupp.com for all of your wellness supplementation needs. They got the merchandise with that Mickey Zizzy discount code. Don't forget that. And then, of course, our main man. G for three, Grant Anderson, the pickup court, low trotter, secret sauce shooter. Uh, this is the OBL extraordinaire, 1v1 basketballer. Go ahead and check him out. I, it's it's been a little bit. I got a little bit of energy with me, you know. I and I I'm I'm just I'm just half of it, guys. I'm just half of it, you know. This is episode 23, season four. Consistency is key. I'm back from vacation, so you know we're doing it. But I it, again, it's just me. Like it, this is Zizzy. The, the main man, the main man behind it all. This this is the guy, Mickey Hines. I'm so excited to see this man again. What's going on, buddy? All right, all right, all right. The podcast enthusiasts are back here on the street, all your social medias. Um, Zizzy had to go do a little vacay, y'all. Take care of yourself, self-care. Do things that you need for yourself to make sure you can go reach your pinnacle once again. You know where I went a little bit. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Oh! You, know, you need to know. <laughs> Coach <laughs> Prime, who the buff is in the building. Well, we're real quick. Talk about it. Talk about Colorado. Uh, Colorado, man. Uh, had never been there before. Definitely was up there on the list a full week. And I can say that's probably a place I would not mind living or doing anything like that. Um, Boulder itself, I mean, definitely the college town that it is, the atmosphere. I did go to the tailgate, did not end up going to the game, but was at the tailgate. That was pretty crazy. Um, around the people um, down there and I mean it, it's college town it's like it's Mount Vernon only just a little bit bigger scale but still kind of like that small town feel that was strip of downtown like everything was walking distance it was really really cool uh, mountain food mountain coffee big thumbs up for me boy big thumbs <laughs> up uh, and then the hiking and the views I mean I'm, I'm from Florida man it's flat and there's water everyone loves beaches but we don't really care about them because we grow up with it I got to see stuff I've never seen before. That was really, really cool. Um, loved it. And yeah, man, just an experience with the guys. It was all for a bachelor party for a friend. So uh, definitely with some other good times that are probably NSFW'd out of the episode. But <laughs> but we'll be all right. Uh, it was a great time. Got to, got to love it. No, that's awesome. I've been there a couple of times now. Uh, the Denver, I've been to Boulder. I've actually been there quite a few if I actually... Uh think about it but it's obviously a beautiful place you know everyone says oh i'd go there for the views and obviously i mean it backs it up it really talks the talk and you know the big thing about it which just kind of sparked my mind hot take mountains over beaches hot take hey as someone that grew up with the beaches like don't get me wrong i just i like the warmth that comes with it but overall the mountain is way better like see if i moved there i would just be hiking on like what 14th you know where am i gonna get today right and if you've ever done the incline the incline's crazy i was gonna Uh, say so we did like the flat iron trail we did like three i I probably did three four different trails that throughout the entire week of being there but you do the ones with the boys were those those are tough those inclines are not are not a joke man um, yeah, there's like one official, it's called like the incline. It's like a mile or like two mile, like straight up. And you go up a certain amount of thousands of feet in like a matter of two miles and your stairs. And this is me like post, like, you know, shoot six, seven months out of surgery and my knees like, <gasps> come on. Uh, so definitely, uh, was hurting a little bit, but 
no, super fun. I'm glad you got to go do it. But let's get back to our regular schedule broadcast. Schedule programming. First off, though, Mark Mason, person of the week, who are you shouting out for that person that needs to? I mean, it's, I spent a week in Colorado. We were there for a reason. I got to shout out Anthony Carvajal, the main man with the plan. Um, the man's getting married. It's a celebration for his bachelor party. I couldn't be more happy for him just in general. But then also just to get with all the guys together and then to actually see a plan get out of the group chat. That's always a good feeling. Um, so it was it was really just a good time to celebrate him, uh, celebrate his future and uh, just enjoy the entire week in Colorado. All right. You know what? Three things came from that. First off, we love love. All right. Shout we out love to love. We love love. Long E-L-E. Everybody love everybody. All right. Second thing, getting like out of the group chat. That's so true. It's like, hey, we'll set up this, set up this. We've been trying to set up a flag football tourney for the longest time with the boys. And dang gumbit, I hope it happens soon. All right. And then obviously uh, so, uh, hanging out with the friends. I mean, that's all awesome. All good things there. Uh, my Mark Mason person of the week is going to be Kurt Ritchie. It is the Williamsburg head coach, the head coach, Mr. Boss hey. Man, uh, the head honcho here at Williamsburg. Um, Yeah, we're, we are dome bound. Uh, super excited. Um. And the big thing came from it was this past weekend had to go against the alma mater right there. Good old the Vern. And it was quite weird. Zizzy seeing, you know, the team you you grew up like playing for and like rooting for, and you had to be on the opposite sideline. And it felt a whole lot more when those kids did get that win. Cause uh, myself and Chris were on that. So I'm like, dude, that felt good. Like to beat them. Cause I know all the trash talk would have came our way and, you know, huge shout out to them. I mean, it was, it was a dog fight. Um, it was one of the yeah, most incredible like 38, games. 35? Yeah, 38, 35. Like barn burner, man. Yeah, barn burner. It was uh, ESPN Instant Classic number one. Like, we're playing NCAA, um, without a doubt. It was awesome. But huge shout-out to Mount Vernon. They are – dude, their team was good. Like, very, very good. Like, scary good. Um, so, we're happy we came up top. Our dudes made plays when needed to. Uh, big-time players make big-time plays and big-time moments. And that was a big old moment. Uh, super excited to go back to the Dome. Haven't been there since a year after I graduated. I was hoping out on the sideline, but I'm super excited to go back and, hey, keep this thing going. We're, we're one away. But anyway, I cannot believe it. I mean, I feel like there's just somebody always representing. There's at least somebody in the Dome, it feels like, every year <laughs> representing at this point. But now I, I will got to say, like, is it even if you don't win that game, obviously there's a lot of hurt that comes with that as, like, the team, the effort that you guys put in, but like, do you still feel like at least it's Mount Vernon? Like, at least, <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's the big thing. Like, like the same thing I with Colton. Like Colton, like Colton's coaching on the other sideline. Like, you feel I, know, I think Colton's gonna be real for him, but at the same time, is he sitting there like, hey, at least it's Mickey and Chad? I think Colton's so. gonna be rooting for us, so yeah, I'd have so, to repay the favor, uh, but you know, we here, we ready to go. We're, hey, hey, congrats, Williamsburg, let's get it, baby. Hey, let's go. Um, before we get into our NFL preview, y'all, we're gonna cover the past uh two weeks because obviously we missed a week last week. But before we do that, um, we gotta update you all on the fan action that's going on here. Beat the yeah, podcast, no. NFL pickums. Your boy was first, and we fell back a week because we didn't record. In first place, Zach Greenwald and Brock Flack. Yank Greeny, no Greeny is going off, and Zach Greeny was this week's champion. Um, at twelve and two. Um, it was a great week to be named Greeny, first off. And who's sneaky is Brock Black. He's also tied for first right now. Um, kind of balling there. And then the Heinzes are up in the third. 
And Haley and I have been kind of going back and forth on some picks, so it's kind of weird right there and right behind us as well. That's what that's a one that's a one pick, one pick difference. No, we're same. We are exact same. Yeah, no, I'm talking about from you guys to Brock and them. Yep. And then right after that is the leaders who have been the common leaders all year, Colton and Tyler. But guess who's there? Zizzy, you back. You are in. You are in. He's back, baby. He's back, baby. You're up with the big dogs. I mean, it is a. I mean, it's three picks away, four picks away from the top 13 people. Like, it's going to get dicey. Picks are going to really matter there. Um, anything about that real quick? I mean, I just love it's, – it's always cool to see it get just tightened up, right? It always seems to do this at the end. It always seems to get dicey. But don't let – you these people, they got to learn year after year, right? Like, you can't let the hosts stick around like this. This is This is where we make the push, baby. This is where it happens. Yes. Uh, and then next, let's talk about our fantasy football real quick. Uh, you had a big week against me. Uh, co-host battle. You did. I, I got to have some positive, right? I, I had a terrible week in fantasy except for one of my teams. And you moved up. You're three and six. You're the 10 seed right now. Playoff started today. And you really hurt me. Uh, I am the four seed. I'd be playing against our good friend Scuba. And Haley and Hunter Wright would be also in the fantasy, like the winner's bracket. And... Right behind me is Aaron Hilburn, Zach Novick, and Riley Bell. They're all at five and four, but I'm the four seed because the points scored. So fantasy's getting tight and getting dicey. So it's going crazy in the fan uh, games that we have going on. Had to shout out to all those people. Thanks again for joining us. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, the fantasy stuff, I feel like it's across the board. I mean, even shout out the boys with the apples. Like, it's, it's, tight. <laughs> it's tight. It's tight. Yes, it is. Um, now let's get into our NFL the past two weeks. Uh, you're really seeing who contenders are, what teams are elite. And obviously, we got to talk about our squads, right? Because mine's going to be short and sweet. So, <laughs> Give it to me. It, it sucks. I tweeted it. It's tanking season, Yank. Um, I had all the optimism in the world. Our defense hasn't meshed together at all. Eberflus is a terrible coach. Like, I just don't see him have any passion or any emotion as a coach. I mean, when Dan Campbell was losing out, we still rooted for the guy. Um, the Jets coach, Shalir Sala, right? Yeah, Robert Sala. Yeah, Robert Sala. Like, he shows emotion. Like, he's an exciting guy to get behind. And now they're winning. Eberflus, there's absolutely nothing. So that first off sucks. Bajent was fun. He's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. The story was fun. Cool. Our defense sucks. But, like, I got hyped after that Raiders game, right, 30-12. to 12. Then we get blown out on primetime, 30-13 to 13 against the Chargers. Really didn't even stand a chance. And then we had four turnovers, and we missed a field goal. Doinked it. I had PTSD, like, flashbacks. Okay, it wasn't fun. And we lost to the Saints by seven. Like, dude, come on now. And then this week – it's probably like the only week I'm probably going to root for them to win the rest of the year because it's the Panthers. And we beat the Panthers. We have their pick. So primetime Thursday, tomorrow, probably when this thing comes out, it's the number one draft pick bowl. Here we go. Number one draft pick. We want to make sure either way we're probably going to have it because if we lose, it helps out our draft pick. If we beat the Fields playing? Is Fields playing? No, he's not. He okay. Eberthus had a terrible uh, conference about that. He's like, so, yeah, medical staff has not cleared him, but we're still going to want to practice, and he's doubtful. The reporter goes, so he's out? Yes, he's out. The other reporter goes, so he's doubtful. You just said he's doubtful, but you said he's out. Well, if the medical staff did not clear him, but we still want him to play, and he really can't grip the ball or pass the ball, so he's doubtful. So he's out. Doubtful. But you just said out. Yeah, he's out. 
that's our head coach. I'm not kidding. Like that's almost for like word for word. Anyway, that's my Bears rant, y'all. I kept I kept it easy on you today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you did. Um, at the same time, it's just it kind of sucks because I just feel like um, at least all this year, like don't get me wrong, there has not been a lot of positives. Um, Fields has been out injured. Bajan, the agent. I mean, that it was it was a fun story, but I mean, there's still even with all that, there's been flashes. There's been flashes where you can see it. Like the offense will start doing something. There's a couple big plays from DJ Moore here and there. Cole Komet, the explosion from him the last two games. I mean, there's bright spots to talk about in the offense. I thought Roshan Johnson was great before he was dealing with his injury. I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. Defense, yeah. I mean, there's got to be improvements. But you guys did go get Montez Sweat. I do believe you overpaid them. I'm going to say that. But at the same time, it is it is a better addition for the defense. It's a better you did overpay him, if you ask me. But it's still a good addition to the defense, and who knows? Maybe he'll turn up and be the one that gets the bag and decides to ball out instead of uh, lay back. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah, it's just it's hard to even watch you be a Bears fan because I know how much you care, bud. Um, honestly, when it comes to this stuff, I wish we could take your Bears recaps and just, like, set it up to where it's like and here we are with an interview with a fan and like and just a pop up with your video just oh god um but yeah i mean it, there's positives in the misery but i'm with you you gotta get rid of eber Flus, man i just don't get it i don't get it honestly i don't get he looks like a geezer yeah, anyway, let's talk about a good team. Let's talk about your Miami Dolphins, which they did have a struggle uh weekend. I mean, we can hey we said the last two weeks, right? So at least there's one win in there. There's one win in there. Uh we go out and we beat the Patriots, which I mean we should. We should beat the Patriots. We have a much more explosive offense. The defense is starting to get healthier and coming together under the new game plan. But um, there's a lot of other struggles in New England that we don't really need to worry about. So I expect to win that game. Not gonna really talk about it. The Chiefs. Though the following week, um, our worst offensive performance, but at the same time, Chiefs defense is this. This has been the best Chiefs defense since, I mean, points per game since 2013. But otherwise, I mean, it's been the best defense since the late 1990s as far as yardage and everything else, uh, defensive efficiency, all those numbers. Um, they've been playing very well, but I, we just struggled. I don't know. Maybe there's some jet lag. We're playing in Germany. It was ends up being more of a Kansas City home game in that route. I wish that we honestly had just played an Arrowhead. Maybe Tyreek Hill has even more of a revenge game at that point. But um, it comes down to mistakes, and we have just seemed to always make the mistake in the big game so far this season. I mean, this game was for first in the in the AFC. That's big time, especially coming down to the playoffs. And with the Bills losing again, would have been even bigger as far as the AFC East standings are concerned. But here we are. Um, positive takeaway from it. We held the Chiefs to 21 points and seven of those points were scored by the defense. Our defense has looked much better. Like I said, they're getting healthier. Jalen Ramsey, welcome back to your first game the other week. First game back, you get a pick. I mean, th there's positives there, but we just can't make the mistakes. I don't know how on fourth down with a chance to win the game, you're a professional center and you have a bad snap. I, I just, I don't, I, it, it's painful. But we're Dolphins fans, and we're used to it, and we're gonna truck through. We're six and three. We're six and three. Exactly, y'all are six and three, and I'm saying those three losses against teams that are above five hundred. The five wins, six and three. The six wins you do have, I think they're below six hundred or five hundred or below. 
And with that being said, they're beating the teams they should, and the big-time games, they are falling short. Now, I was so hyped up on the Dolphins this week. I chose them in the pickums because they had such a good plan. I have been listening to podcasts. It's about, like, when they go to Germany and London because the time change, like, who does it best, right? I think Miami left, like, that Tuesday, went up there, started practicing up there. They were up there, got used to it, you know, gave them a day to be up there. Like, that's smart. Chiefs went up Friday, practiced once, and it was Sunday. Like, I don't think people would have been able to, like, transition yeah, i mean i was just trying to throw jet lag in there but i mean I, I, I thought so too i thought so too yank i was on the same boat and that was a huge one i think for the chiefs that does not hurt the dolphins now obviously we got to see them win you know later on but their offense is a ticking time bomb it is just when's it gonna explode right and it was weird because it did not explode against kansas city kansas city's a good team but they're also struggling they needed that win yank they needed that win because patrick mahomes kelsey they haven't been playing well T. Swift needs to be in the building or else Kelsey ain't playing well. I mean, that like showing the stats. Yeah. Like, we can, go, we can go pull them up if we need to. I mean, it's been the truth this year. It's the Chiefs really needed it, That and it doesn't hurt the Dolphins. You know what I'm saying? Like, if the Chiefs would well, have the lost. Chiefs have, I don't think the Chiefs have never not had home field in any of those playoff runs. Exactly. So. But, I'm with you. And I'll be all, I think you're fine. I think, yeah, you should be fine. We're going into our bye week this week. Perfect. Um, so we, hey, we perfect, right? Let's rebound and we come back out of it and we'll we'll, we'll reset the ship. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about the next team. I am going to talk about the team uh, who went to the Super Bowl against Chiefs, the Philadelphia Eagles. Big win against the Cowboys, which contenders, and there is some controversies with the two point conversion, with the touchdowns late in the game. And then they also went and beat, oh, uh, they did go beat your Dolphins two weeks ago. That was a big one, 31 17. And then our that was three weeks ago. Two weeks ago, it was 38-31 against the Commanders, which that was a closer game as well. The big thing from this, besides about a month ago, their offense is just as explosive. They are a juggernaut on every single position on that field. Even Jake Elliott, their kicker, is a dog. Yank, they are such a scary team, and they're like they gotta be everyone's NFC prediction. Like they should go run it back. And the brotherly shove undefeated. I think it what I think it might have failed once, um, but all other teams are trying it, and they've been failing a lot, dude. I've seen a lot of teams fail at that. So the Eagles have really perfected something there, and just keep an eye out, right? They have their bye week. They come back. They play the Chiefs. That's gonna be a statement game, and I'm going like I would go with the Eagles because they're not even playing their best ball. They're having turnovers. Jalen Hurts looks hurt, right? So well, I think he was banged up, but again, their benefit, and this is a huge bye week thing. We didn't even mention that in the fan fantasy stuff, but I'm just saying. Uh, I'm hurting, I'm hurting yeah, Jalen Hurts also <laughs> out on a bye week. That's going to help with the knee, though. Exactly. So I think, like you said, the bye week's coming at a good time, and they're just a juggernaut. And like people, go watch good football. Go watch the Philadelphia Eagles. Is guessing is the reason why I'm bringing them up. Well, I mean, when you talk about the favorite in the NFC, I mean, I think I completely agree. The thing that blew my mind, and I think that some, maybe it's just media outlets going for clickbait at this point, but I mean, the FPI power index comes out and the Eagles are at eight and one, are seventh in the league in power rankings. Like, I, I just don't understand that. This is the best team in the NFC, at least by the eye test, by what's been on paper, by what they present on the field. A.J. Brown had over 125 receiving yards in six or seven straight games. I mean, what the heck are we talking about, guys? These are explosive players across the board. Devontae Smith is your number number two. He's been electric. DeAndre Swift has come over there. 
He's been absolutely electric. Jason Kelsey, the center's up for sexiest man alive right now. I mean, come on, guys. They can't lose. This team is a, is electric. I mean, I already got my two jersey bets. I can't go back and make another. Last year was Jalen Hurts, and I was that close from getting a Jalen Hurts jersey. I want to let hey, everyone I'll, I'll say this. This will be my jer first jersey bet of the year. If the Eagles go to the Super Bowl and win it, I'm getting a Jason Kelsey jersey. I cannot wait. On the podcast, breaking news, Zizzy Yank makes his first jersey bet. That's electric. <laughs> Eagles fly, Eagles fly. No. Um, but that's like you put it on, you have to now. Like that's why if the Bengals are the Oh Rangers, no, that's the thing. That's the thing. I'll gladly do that. I have to. Like that's part of the game here. Um, so that's awesome. Go, go, Eagles, go, Jason Kelsey. Obviously, a great person to root for. And all those people like you want to root for, right? There's some athletes you're like, dude, gosh, you're kind of annoying. Like, really? You know, like like a Dylan Brooks, right? I saw him getting that level. Oh. Um, but like all those people, like dang, like Jalen Hurts. We've been talking about his mentality. Jason Kelly sees the goofy lineman, like we love that. AJ Brown is just a dude trying to have fun, like he's the receiver out there. And I mean, it goes on and on. So keep an eye out. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think another team when you're talking about right now let's look at it i know you were talking about the chiefs they are technically the number one seed right now in the afc but my overall feeling has got to be leaving toward leaning towards the baltimore ravens i mean they are just putting people to sleep it's not even funny i mean the day the ravens have always been like that dominant defense right we always kind of expect that that's their culture but they've kind of like lost the players they've lost the names at least so we thought now they're out here balling. They've still got the veteran leadership, at least in the secondary at the corner position. Um, when they're healthy, they are fantastic. And, I mean, we talked about that big game against the Lions. All of us were talking about the Lions. The Lions going to beat them. The Lions going to get them. Smack them by 30. Now you're going to come out with the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks have a great offense. It'll be a great test. Smack them by 34. It does not even matter what's going on right now. You put a team in front of them. They have been annihilation. Um, does that change this week? That's a different question. But I'm just saying they are a great, great-looking team. And you got to think they're only going to get better, right? This is a new offense. Everything kind of piecing itself together game by game. Like what I see, Mickey Hunt. All, all I can go back to is our <laughs> AFC North preview uh with your boy and i'm like dang Jacob watkins the man watkins, watkins yeah i was called mr watkins and i i just go back to him like dang i was so wrong i should have hopped on the bandwagon earlier right i had that jersey but i'm getting the litter bomb and zay flowers i've been hyping up zay flowers lamar zay is playing right he got paid he's one of those we talked about earlier like are you gonna get paid and start you know laying back or are you gonna start balling out and prove why you get that money lamar's doing that this team is scary and they're sneaky. And the thing about the Ravens is they're not the top team, right? You have the Bills, the Bengals, the Chiefs. They're still the three top dogs, but they're the Ravens. Don't let them slip by, right? Don't don't sleep on them because as, as we saw with Seattle, with Seahawks were number one in their division and they have San Francisco in their division, right? Go beat them. Detroit Lions, they're number one in the NFC North. Went and beat them. They're taking down divisional champs, Yank. This team is for real. I should have hopped on the bandwagon earlier. I've already made that. That was my second jersey bet. I broke the rule, but I don't care. Uh, I ain't breaking it again, though. Uh, but Baltimore, they balling. Baltimore balling. Balling, balling, balling. Uh, speaking about, I'll kind of keep it in the AFC North. Let's talk about Cincinnati Bengals. 
Talk about a rough start. This is my other Jersey bet team. Here we what were they, go. one and three to start the year? One and three. And then ever since the bit bad Titans lost 27 to three, they came alive. Two touchdown win over Cardinals, right? A four win against the Seattle Seahawks team, who's actually good Seattle Seahawks team. Then they go beat two of the juggernauts in the NFL, beat them by two touchdowns, 49ers, and then beat uh, the Bills by six this past weekend. Look at that. It felt more convincing than that six, too. Exactly. And that's a resume builder. You beat the 49ers, you beat the Bills, you beat the Seahawks. Like those are three pretty darn good teams, especially the two, the first two I mentioned. Joey B, Jay Cool is back. Joe Burrow's back. Jamar's back saying, I'm always open. Call it 7 Eleven. He got the necklace. Like, all right, all right. I see you with the swagger. That's my Jersey bet man right there, Jamar. Um, So that's good, right? They have a huge test against Houston, which the Texans are just winning. They're just young, gritty. C.J. Stroud is a dog. He is the man. But uh, the Bengals have got their swagger back, and they should be one of those teams that people lean towards to be the number one, right? Since he should be up there. Obviously, they had the worst start. But what have you done for me lately, according to Mr. Yankovic? I like Cincy a lot. Yeah, I mean, since he has since absolutely been just lights out for the last four weeks. And I mean, this is the team that we expected when we come into the season. Like a lot of people, when we were talking about, oh, the Ravens are going to win the division, when we're jump, jumping on Mr. Watkins, uh, uh, his bandwagon for the Ravens coming down the line. I mean, it's what everyone else would counter with right like how are you going to count out the Bengals they've gone to the AFC championship the last two games last two years they've gone to the Super Bowl Joe Burrow's that dude he's the one in the conversation with Patrick Mahomes now I get it I hear it and Joe Burrow is now healthy and you can see what that has done for that team him being able to get out of the pocket and expand plays and be on the run throwing open to Mr. yeah 7-11 I'm always like I, I love it but it's just it has completely changed the dynamic of the offense throughout the first like three four weeks of the season he only had three rushing attempts that were not trying to avoid a sack now you're looking at him break the pocket 15 yard gain scramble on big third downs make the open man uh make the open man even more open with lookoffs everything else like it it's been beautiful to watch and when their offense is that hot because they have one of the best receiving cores in the league we can't forget about that they are this good I mean Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. I mean, come on now. T. Higgins, if he he's getting towards the end of a contract year, other teams will pay heavily for that man. And he's not even their number one. It's it's impressive. It really is. I mean, you said all good things. They also have Joe Mixon. I mean, their defense is still nasty. Um yeah, I totally ship it. Let's move on to your last team. Yeah. We hit up our lightning round and before we hit up the NBA. Absolutely. Um who was our last one? I didn't I the problem was I was looking all at the AFC North, but you you have to kind of like at this point try and get away from that. Isn't it crazy? We don't even realize the fact that like the Browns are sitting there at five and three and the Steelers. The Steelers with Matt Canada and all the issues that they've been having, five and three. I mean, what can we say about Mr. Mike Tomlin? But no. For me, the last team has got to be the Houston Texans, just because I want to talk about CJ Stroud and how wrong I was personally coming into the season. Because I was saying, you know, like, he was good. He's going to be fine, whatever. He's got the dynamics. But I didn't like the interview. I didn't like his testing. 
I didn't like all this other stuff, the way he conducted himself. He's going to be the flunk of the draft. He's going to be the one. I, I said it, and I got to eat my words right now. Rookie record, 470 yards, five passing touchdowns. Put it on your back with a 40-second game-winning drive. He don't even need the running game. They had none. But he he goes out, wins it with receivers who are now becoming much better than anyone else expected as well. I mean, Nico Collins, Tank Dell, talk to it. Noah Brown, talk to us. Who 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 all else are are we going to add to this roster that we never really heard of before this season? I mean, it's been pretty awesome to watch. And I mean, what else do we have to say about the young rookie Fino? Um, you can say that I was right. I knew he was better than Bryce Young. On this podcast, I'm actually okay. Hey, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave you time. I'm pretty notorious for saying, like, when quarterbacks come into the NFL, like, I think this quarterback's better than the other. CJ Stroud is way better than Bryce Young, especially after breaking records. Jalen Hurts was way better than two. I mean, I I guess I got a thing going here with uh, calling out the quarterbacks and knowing uh, who's better than who. But I mean, hey, it's just what I do, I guess. Um, But no, the Houston Texans are getting put on the map. They're a sneaky team. They're a gritty team. C.J. Stroud's being a leader. I mean, 40 seconds to do that as a rookie. I mean, that's stuff that you, like, I dream of, like Justin Fields would do, right? Every single NFL fan's like, man, I wish that so-and-so could go put together a drive, you know? Oh, too much time for Patrick Mahomes. Like, Chiefs fans get that luxury, right? Aaron Rodgers for the Packers back in the day. They had that luxury, right? I don't think two has done it too often, but, like, that was an impressive 40-second drive. Too much time. That's crazy. I mean, C.J. Stroud... I mean, that solidified him for the next – he could stink the next two years. Hey, remember that record-breaking year, though? The record-breaking touchdown? Yeah, let's keep him another year. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just saved his job for a long time. But I think he's definitely going to get – like, obviously not, like, having those numbers every week. This ain't Madden, maybe. But, like, he's going to be just fine. And the text yeah, I mean, he's been the most impressive rookie so far. He's definitely the leading candidate for rookie of the year. And, I mean – I'm in the still rebuttal. I mean, let's not make the comparison yet. It's a much different uh, line and for in situation. It's a situational thing. But no, I get you. No, he, he's been absolutely incredible. All right, all right. Let's finish this off with the lightning round of the NFL week number nine, 2016. Pittsburgh Steelers wins. Mike Tomlin, just that coach. He'll he's- finish. He'll finish. Uh, even. I just said it, five and three right now, sitting at time for second on the division. Don't understand it, but Mike Tomlin, you're the man. Uh, Vikings win 31 to 28. Josh Dobbs, huh? Who are you? It's like playing flag football and not even know who your teammates are. Like, all right, I'll come play. Dobbs, that man. Yeah, I think I think it's called read and react was the playbook. So there, there we go. Uh, Packers, easy win over Rippin' Red Hawks. I'm sorry, not the Rippin' Red Hawks. Uh, but over at the Los Angeles Rams, Brett Rippin can't get it done. Twenty-three. Uh, I mean, I, it was a sleeper for me to be honest with this one. A little bit of a doozy. Not too many names or anything. I mean, when even Cooper Cup was sitting out there sleeping on the field, so it is what it is. Commanders win twenty seventeen once again. I'm gonna say it was a sleeper as well. Same Howell though. Keep an eye out. Not doing too shabbies. They got rid of both their defensive ends. Sleeper. <laughs> hey Patriots, I heard Josh McDaniels back on the market. Oh boy, here we go. Uh next up, Texans. Oh, we already went over that. Browns win 27-0. Um Tulane was not ready. The Browns just took care of business. They were the better team. Honestly, I would say that was probably the best game of Deshaun Watson's career as a Brown, I will say. 
He heard you. <laughs> uh, next up, the Colts win 27-13. to 13. Once again, just the better team coming, getting a dominant run game, dominant pass game. Uh, yeah, I got the dub. Who doesn't love watching the Colts win and just, like, everyone get to sit around and go Minshew Magic? Like, you love it. Like, you love it. Uh, another thing uh, you love is, well, Daniel Jones did actually tear his ACL, so I am – so sorry. But you can't say what you love right before that. I know, right? I kind of went into it because I was going to say, like, oh, Daniel Jones, he's still not the guy. And then I remember he just tore his ACL. So I'm with you, brother. If you need any tips, hit me up. Uh, now I feel bad for talking all the trash. That's pretty much all I got out of this game because the Raiders went and curb stopped them 30 to 6. Uh, they looked like a, a legit team, but I think the Giants are just that bad. It's crazy what um, different motivation or just one the difference of one week can make for a team because, wow, the Raiders look different. They sure did. And last game, 27-6, to the Chargers win on Monday night over the Jets. I think the Chargers are also getting their swagger back. They showed what the Chargers can be all year. A team that's going to be a playoff team and beat teams. With the show. And I agree with that, but really it just comes down to, can we get the Jets off of prime time? Can we move them? Can we flex them it's off of Rodgers? I can't watch these offenses play on primetime anymore. I think they got another one this coming week. Well, so do the Bears. So uh, that is it for the NFL. Um, we are going to transition quickly to the NBA. We're going to talk some basketball. And with the NBA we're going to talk about the team C's up started out four and oh five and oh and then we lost two uh lost tonight only by three off a, a poor shooting performance by Jalen brown being the number two but yank watched two games which is actually kind of surprising like this early in the season like actually watching games and i watched the very first game where porzingis had 15 in the first quarter it was absolutely immaculate um definitely earned my respect probably earned the jersey i'm going to get it for the, my boston celtics as my wife blesses me with one jersey per sport per year hey uh i haven't got my uh, nfl one i think i'm gonna go with t-shirt so i can rock it at school instead of rocking jerseys anyway don't let me go on a tangent um besides the tangent i'm already on that being the boston celtics uh I'm happy, Yank, but I'm also scared. The bench. I actually have an issue. You know, we talked about it. I have uh, Al Horford, Peyton Pritchard, Sam Hauser is pretty much our bench. And I love Grandpa Al, and I think he's a great bench player, you know, with Porzingis starting him coming off the bench. But we're just missing those pieces to really back up our dudes. Like when Jalen Brown had an off night tonight, and even Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum only had 16 tonight. Porzingis had 29, Drew Holiday had 15. Drew Holiday, I think, is an improvement on an offensive side compared to Marcus Smart. I've been seeing his stats of uh, Grizzlies. He's only averaging like 7, 6, and 5. And granted, that's what Marcus Smart does. He's a defender, right? But we're able to put more points on the board with Drew Holiday, and that's showing based on the stats that's being put out there. So at the end of the day, you want your best players to play, Yank, and it's going to be a long, gruesome season. So the Celtics really don't have any leeway with after that uh smart starting five sam hauser's okay i mean he actually kind of has a jumper not too bad and peyton pritchard i really like peyton pritchard i like peyton pritchard, I like peyton pritchard. but like after, like but it's not it's not scary scary you know what i'm saying like it's not like oh we're loaded from front to back you know like when Struess came off the bench when gabe vincent which i think he started a little bit too like those two coming off the bench was nice tyler hero coming off the bench at one point duncan like even though i hate duncan robson like that's like dudes you can actually get behind but I'm just nervous and scared. So 
me coming out on cloud nine about my Celtics is now what's going to happen. Let's see how it meshes. It's going well. I like Porzingis, Kristaps, baby. Um, but no, five and two, uh, starting out the year, not too shabby. Uh, we're going to keep rolling with it. And hopefully Jason Tatum keeps being a dog. I think this is the first time he scored under 20 this uh, season. Um, he's had a couple of 30 point performances. He's really, you know, showing that true JT form, what we are becoming accustomed to. Yeah. I mean, they've been, they've been absolutely impressive. And I mean, especially through the first five games, you do the trades, you start all that. A lot of people are always worried about a slow start or something like that. You come out the gate hot at five and zero. I mean, Porzingis seems to fit the mold and just like the culture of the Boston Celtics organization. So that's been really good to see. Again, if he stays healthy, it completely changes my outlook on this team, especially now that you guys do get Drew Holiday, which I'm with you. He scores more on the offensive end and he can still defend just as well. I mean, not maybe necessarily like defensive player of the year level, but I mean, he's not a bad defender by any means. So, I mean, it's really good to see. Um, I mean, overall, Y'all are just pretty dang good across the board. I mean, that starting lineup, I mean, I want to say four of the five are averaging over 15 a game. And the one that isn't is Drew Holiday. I expect that to pick up as the season continues. So it's like, um, well, yeah, we're we're not talking about um, Derek White or anything either. He goes and gets the haircut of the summer, and then all of a sudden he's balling. So it just – it's been all around. It's been really good to watch when Jason Tatum is basically averaging 30 and 10. That's usually going to bode well for you. So we'll see what happens as the season progresses, but you got to love the start from the season. No, I really do. And like, I'm not going to like slouch about it. Right. But I, I can't get totally on board. Like, Oh, we're the best team in the NBA. Cause there are some pretty talented teams um, with all the trades and whatnot. And kind of just seeing who's oh wait that person is on that team. So it's a start that we needed. I think that's the big takeaway. I got to take away from the first seven games start we needed absolutely and i want to say that for me um that's kind of like where i can lean into the next team that i'm going to talk about because unless you have something extra you want to add in for the c's i'm good c's up i'm good yes c's up baby um but that for me would be the team that they just lost to tonight and that would be the philadelphia 76ers i'm not saying that the sixers are better than the celtics but i do really like what i'm seeing from them as just for the fact that like there's no james harden right so there's no distraction on or off the field with that on or off the court but now we get to see the full expansion development of tyrese maxey like and I think that's something that we kind of underestimated going forward because the dude was was a baller coming into this season. But I mean, now I mean, I mean, look at looking at Tyrese Massey. I mean, he what he had like 25 tonight, right? Like something like that. Like he had a good game against you guys tonight. I mean, overall for the season, I want to say he's averaging 25. Like that's just another step in his development. And if you're gonna have that alongside the defending MVP and Joel Embiid, like that's got to be great for your chances, not necessarily in the playoffs, I don't know what I'm saying, but for the regular season to be formidable. So I, I like them, at least from what I'm seeing right now, especially after all the drama in the offseason. The drama in the offseason is going to be a leading point here. Is James Harden's gone, and where he goes, he's a stink. Like, I remember when he went to the Nets, and we are like, dude, the super team. How in the world did Kyrie, James Harden, and KD get on the same team? Now we can say that about Paul George, Kawhi, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. Like, what? And guess what? I'm not sold on it at all. It's not going to work. 
James Harden is now notorious for just leaving teams and leaving a stink. The 76ers are better without James Harden. Maxi can be full on him. Uh, Joel Embiid, of course, is going to be the lead dog. Now they still have Tobias Harris, right? They still have a very solid squad. They are still a scary squad, and I hate it because they're rivals, and I don't like the 76ers, to be honest. But look at how they've started. They've been up, been putting up 120, like, around that range the entire year, except for, you know, a couple of games, right? The first game of the year, the Celtics beat them. They only scored 100, right? And they only, and their only their other loss is by one to the Bucks, and they scored 117. So, Yank, the 76ers are a scoring juggernaut, and that's the scary part is their shots are going in. The chemistry is better without James Harden. To end my point, the 76ers will be a good, a top three, if not top four team in the East. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I'm not sure who else you would really have up there other than the Bucks. Yeah, it's a hot start. They're so good right now. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, as far as being top three or four, like, I feel like that's got to be a given, even this early in the season. Exactly. I mean, that's our too early prediction, but, like, you have to give the flowers. I mean, for the first seven games, like, they've been balling. I, yeah, I mean, I was just praising Jason Tatum for 30 and 10. I mean, Embiid's going 31 and almost 12, so I get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, let's just transition to my last NBA team I will talk about. Y'all, we're just kind of sprinkling a little bit of NBA in here because, you know, obviously we're well, big. Just a little something. Just a little something. Dude, a little on, I know you ain't here in Iowa, but if you ever are, Friday mornings, we all get some of the teachers together and we go hooping. Last week we played some 21. We're getting, hey. we're running up some threes this week. So basketball is going crazy, um, which I obviously love. But the next team I want to talk about is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Nice. Five and three. They just picked up a win over the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. And Shy, uh, yeah, Shy Gals. Yeah, Shy Guy. Yeah. Dude, he is an absolute baller. He is the he's the LeBron of that team. He's the number one. But the person I really want to shout out, oh, well, first off, and they still have Lou Dort. They still have Josh Giddy. Like, they have a young, good squad. And, it's and they have of, so many picks. And they have so many picks. And the big thing with that is they're growing. You know, they can go trade those picks and get one more dude if they really wanted to. They're going to be a playoff team this year. And I tweeted about this, Jake, my favorite teams in the NBA, so no one can call me a bandwagon. Right, I said Celtics, the Ball Brothers, Marcus Martin, any Iowa players. I forgot to mention Chet Holmgren. Member two last year, I said he was going to be Rookie of the Year. And guess what? He has a chance to be Rookie of the Year, even against Victor Wimbanyama, if the stats show. He's bigger. He's balling. Um, tonight, he only had 15 and 7, but like 16 and 12, 19 and 11. Like he's becoming that double-double machine that I know he can. And he's still fun to watch. And he's And he doesn't have to be the number one guy. That's shy guys, right? And they still have Josh Giddy. Like, this team is so young. And this is what, like, the Celtics were when Jason Tatum was just starting out, right? When the bubble was around, they would yep. try to compete for conference titles like Thunder. They're, like, going along the process. You know what I'm saying? Like, get the draft picks. Get the good guys. The good guys start doing good. Ooh, we're all right. We're almost there. They're at the stage now where, like, all right, let's go make a push in the playoffs. Keep an eye out on them. I want to mention this now. So when I come out hyping up the OKC Thunder and Chet Holmgren, because I was about to get his jersey last year, Yank, you know it, on the podcast. All right, just, just watch for it. 
Yeah, and I mean, even from just like the in- interviews that I'm seeing, like they all kind of like they kind of got that swagger down in OKC right now. I mean, Chet Holmgren when they talking about like, oh, you you don't have enough size or whatever else, he's like that. Well, yeah, sorry, I'm not fat. Like I don't and like I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> like stuff like that. I mean, I know it's a little bit like a little bit t- tough love and cold shoulderish, but. At the same time, you got to have that chip on your shoulder when you're playing a professional sport, if you ask me. So I love seeing that. And then again, um, just the management, how they've kind of built this from the ground up. And then they have so many more first round picks coming over the next few years. I want to say few years. It's almost like the next decade. Like they are set to build up whether they go out and chase superstars and i know or oklahoma city go get ronnie james and have LeBron. i mean hey why not why not why not he, lebron's already been out there compliment and their g uh their general manager like why not i would love to see it but just um yeah they've they've got a bright future ahead of them and i'm totally on the oklahoma city bandwagon as well all right um what's the last thing we're gonna talk about uh, last thing I'm going to talk about is um, going to be the heat. And it was just going to be a sad note saying that um, this is possibly going to be the last time I talk about them this whole season, because <laughs> I just don't know if it's going to be it. I just don't know if it's going to be it. I'm that down. I'm that hurt ever since the Damian Lillard trade fell through. Um, I think that took all momentum of momentum out of our sales. We didn't pick up the free agents after that to replace the Gabe Vincents or anybody like that. Uh, I'm just, I'm hurt. I'm hurt as a Miami Heat fan. We're under 500. I know we just beat the Lakers, which is like, yay, kumbaya. For some reason, LeBron can't ever beat us, but that's fine. Um, I'm just, I'm sad. I'm sad, even though it's too early to really be sad. I'm just, I I feel like I know what's coming. I feel like I know what's coming. Two different spectrums of sports right now. And I do see it. Yeah, I just see it kind of excited for like, yes, Bam is great, but he's not going to, I mean, we've seen it. He can't go win the big one. He can't go win the game with him and Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is great, right? Eric Spolstra is such a darn good coach. Like he took teams to the finals. Like that's insane. Okay. You still have Waskes Jr. Who I really like Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Kevin Love, right? The Jovic you got two years ago. Who's not Gilkip, but Jovic, like. I mean, Jaime Hawkes Jr. out of UCLA. Like, I love – we've got pieces and we got young developers. But I also don't like Kyle Lowry on your team, and he's taking a lot of your minutes away from those young guys, and he's not going to be the point guard that's going to lead this team to a successful season. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, they're playing the Grizzlies right now. They're up by three, should win. They're going to be a four – I think they're still going to be a seven-seed, eight-seed, but I don't think you're going to have the Cinderella run y'all had last I'm just saying it now, so if they prove me wrong, I'm happy, okay? I'm just saying I was wrong. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I like how you mentioned it. Like, maybe the last time you mentioned them, but I, they're still going to be – it's kind of like Eric Spolster is kind of like the Mike Tomlin, but Eric Spolster in my mind is a little bit better of a coach if we're like comparing like greatness. Um, like he'll get his team in the playoff, Shane. Don't you worry. You'll be all right. You're still going to be watching basketball in, in the summer a little bit. Man. All right. Uh, any last things? I guess my last thing is the Hawks got a dub last night. College basketball started. Uh, the women's team uh, actually played outside in Kinnick Stadium. If you watched it, it was super cool. Broke the record for the most attended female basketball um, event. And that was fun. Kind of getting all, seeing all the names. Like, it's great that we cover this a little bit too, which we'll do our college stuff next week's and years, uh, next week's on. Like, I know somebody else. Like, wait, that guy went there in the transfer portal? Oh, I remember this guy's a baller. Like, so that's yeah. obviously fun. Um, go um, ahead. Uh, yeah. 
No, my big one isn't even really about any of this stuff. It's more of a question for like you guys. Like, so don't bound, but like, is that is there a game this week or is it next week? Saturday, playing when the college okay. cats do. Okay. So Saturday we'll be down there, and then uh, pending. I didn't know if they did a bye week in between the dome. That would make nope. sense to me, but no. We had a bye day, I guess. <laughs> we had an extra day. Yeah. But uh, nope, go Raiders. I'm excited, man. All righty, sign us all. All right. If you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey here with Zizzy. I'll be cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is. The Mickey Zizzy podcast. Have a great night, everybody. Peace. Peace.